So I'm beginning to think the Packers are not good in week one. Grassy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan. But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Looks like there's no Vikings tears today, just Packers tears. Grassy. And today we're going to be breaking down the Green Bay Packers loss to the Minnesota Vikings of 23 to 7. And there's a lot to break down here. Uh, kind of just getting it out of the way. The Packers now for couple of years you had last year the debacle in Jacksonville against the New Orleans Saints in which the Packers got blown out and here the Packers were definitely overmatched especially for the first half the second half it looked like the defense kind of got its footing a little bit but the offense just never really found its groove and while I think that there's definitely a lot of criticism to go towards the offense I'm more surprised on the defense and how this defense was definitely hyped, including by myself and many others, to be a top 10, potentially top 5 unit this year. And I want to be clear, I'm not going to overreact. It is just week one because look at what the Packers did last year in week one. They got blown out by the Saints, and then they were the number one team in the NFC. It is just week one, and as you saw from all the other games, it's pandemonium and chaos. So there's no narrative or there's nothing to be written in stone about the Green Bay Packers in the 2022-2023 NFL season. But there are things that are definitely concerning. And unfortunately, I'm starting to see some themes here that I'm not really a fan of. So to start things off, the first drive for the Minnesota Vikings, they move down the field pretty easily. There's one third down in which, okay, you think you maybe stop them, but nope. It only takes Justin Jefferson a couple of plays to make it into the end zone. And unfortunately, that was a theme today in which Justin Jefferson absolutely cooked the Green Bay Packers. Nine catches, 184 yards, which was a career high for him, and two touchdowns. And this is not the first time that Justin Jefferson has cooked the Green Bay Packers. And at this point... It's starting to get very frustrating because Jair Alexander even said after the game saying like, hey, listen, like if it was up to me, like I'd be on him all game. But he wasn't. There was obviously some type of other game plan set for Justin Jefferson and it didn't work. Most glaringly shown on that second touchdown in which there was no one around Jefferson for about 10 to 15 yards and he was able to stroll into the end zone. And quite honestly, that's not acceptable. Justin Jefferson is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And you need to know where he is at all times. And that doesn't necessarily come down to personnel. You know, he's, he's not just beating guys one-on-one. -on -one. It comes to coaching and it comes to scheme, in which the Packers just really faltered today. And their defense really, really disappointed me. They really did not get a ton of pressure on Kirk Cousins. The Kirk Cousins had a fantastic day. I mean, hell, the guy went 23 for 32, had 277 yards, two touchdowns. The guy played pretty damn well. On top of that, Dalvin Cook had a nice day, had 90 yards, also caught three balls for 18 yards, and Madison had a bunch of yards too. The Vikings really didn't have to do much because the defense was out of whack, and on top of that, the offense just could not move the ball effectively. And this gets down to the first theme which I'm talking about, and it starts with the first drive. The very first drive on the very first play, the Packers decide to throw a deep ball to Christian Watson, in which he is wide open. Aaron Rodgers throws a perfect ball and it goes right through the hands of Christian Watson. He drops it. 
And from that moment on, the Packers did not seem like themselves. It very much reminded me of the Mercedes Lewis fumble from the divisional round of the 49ers. They were doing great on their first drive. They scored a touchdown. Second drive, they're moving, they're moving. Lewis fumbles the ball, and then everything changed. And it just seems like every time that this team faces adversity, they kind of cower in the face of it. And it just seems that as soon as they're thrown out of their game plan, they're a deer in headlights. For example, Aaron Jones was running the ball phenomenally today. Five for 49 yards. That's phenomenal numbers. Dylan, 10 for 45 and a touchdown. They need to get more touches than a total of 15. Dylan was our leading receiver, 5 for 46. Then you had Dobbs with 4 for 37 and Tunyon at 3 for 36. That's not acceptable. And it definitely showed that there was not enough trust with the offense, with a bunch of young guys. Sammy Watkins barely being involved. Randall Cobb barely being involved. Aaron Rodgers, 20 for 34, 195 yards and one interception. Also was sacked four times had a fumble. The offensive line did him no favors. We didn't have Elton Jenkins or David Bakhtiari in this game, and we didn't have Alan Lazard. All three, which were severely missed. And because of that, Aaron Rodgers got knocked around today. But again, Aaron... But again, this goes to the point where the Packers had several opportunities, whether it was on the goal line, and they decided to run from the one-yard line out of the shotgun, just give it to Dylan in the most obvious play call. That didn't work out. That deflated them. Christian Watson drop. That deflated them. They had so many opportunities to potentially score and either reduce the deficit or potentially tie it, and they just never took it. And it just seems that every single time that they get punched in the mouth, they kind of go, okay, I'm so sorry. And I don't know if that's a LaFleur thing. I don't know if that's just the identity of this these Packers right now, but it's very, very frustrating because Packers fans have kind of come to, oh, well, if they're down, there's a good chance that they're not coming back. And that's not really the mark of a championship team. And again, I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom. It is still just the first week. But this kind of stuff you have seen before, and you just thought it might have been different. And if I'm to look at this game seriously, again, I'm more disappointed in the defense rather than anything. Because the offense, I fully expected that there was going to be a learning curve. There was going to be bumps in the road. And for the defense... I mean, the game that they played and the game plan that they presented was just unacceptable. They allowed one receiver, being Justin Jefferson, to put 184 yards on them, two touchdowns, and they barely did anything about it. And in other news, you had some serious injuries here. Quay Walker was out of his shoulder injury. You had Keyshawn Nixon get injured, our corner. You had Chris Barnes, who had to get carted away and had a soft cast on, which was definitely not a good sign. And all of a sudden, inside linebacker, middle linebacker, which was a position of depth and strength on our team has really dwindled and hopefully some of those injuries are not significant but the Packers are going to need all of those guys to step up and there's plenty of time to do so this is one game and there's 16 more to play after this there's plenty of time again the sky is not falling however I think it was pretty evident that Aaron Rodgers did not trust a lot of these wide receivers and 
he really didn't take any deep shots the rest of the game. Instead, he wound up taking shots usually while trying to scramble out of the pocket or just shots from Zadarius Smith, who basically had his way with that offensive line. So at this point, the Green Bay Packers sit with the Lions at the bottom of the division. The Bears, who beat the 49ers, and the Vikings sit atop. And again, while it's not the end of the world, this is a divisional game. And unfortunately, these kind of things will come back and potentially haunt the Packers down the line. The Vikings, I think, are a very solid team. This is Kevin O'Connell first win as a head coach and he played a pretty solid game they were able to run down the clock Kirk Cousins was very efficient and there was no pressure on Cousins so they were able to throw the ball just willy-nilly so I hope that for next Sunday night when they go back to Lambeau and it's their first home game against the Bears the Packers clean it up a little bit because they most certainly need to we need Bakhtiari and Jenkins back in a hurry to at least open the playbook a little bit but the thing that I want to see the most is I want to see some response to adversity because over these past three years with the floor you do rarely see that with this team and that's basically the one thing I have against LaFleur right now because other than that I think he's been a great coach he's obviously incredibly successful but the one thing is when they get knocked around and they fall behind early they get away from the game plan they look lost they look confused and that's what they looked like on the field today but like I said, it is only week one. There's plenty of time to potentially turn the ship around. There is no identity for the 2022 Green Bay Packers just yet. Instead, we're just going to have to see what it is over the next coming months. Before we get to the credits, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First, we're on the Patreon side of things. We have Ed L. We have Sydney Price. We have My Cup Runneth Over in TDs. We have Jeff Short. We have Christiana, we have Filger, we have Brush Shadows, we have Jason, and we have Danny Vieira, and we have Jonas Lenth. A big shout out and thank you to you all. On the YouTube side of things, we have Sean Renault, we have Karis Burgraf, Wanti Toxie, we have Lyle Gardner, we have Ricardo Garcia, we have Ramiro Martinez, and we got Javin Garcia. A big shout out and thank you to you all. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How'd you feel about week one? Let me know. You can also find me at TomGrossCommy.com or TomGrossCommy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossCommy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossi. And as always, go Pack Go.